It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It is Wednesday, November 13th, my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. Happy birthday. Um, Yes, we are (laughs) glad you're listening today. Today, we're also live streaming, as always, on YouTube. So check us out on 1150 KKNW on YouTube. If you'd like to listen to this or past episodes, you can find us anywhere podcasts are podcasted. Additionally, we have all of our videos on our website, theeastsiderealestateteam.com or our YouTube channel, The Eastside Real Estate Team. So um, please do subscribe. We love more followers, and we hope that we are providing you with some fantastic value. Today, we've got a great show, as usual. We're very excited to talk to two great guests. We've got Jarrell Baton of B3 Personal Training and Greg Summers-Hervel of Flying Gecko Productions. But before we get to our guests today, of course, it's time for some real talk. So last week, we had a good conversation about where are the best places to live in Seattle. And since we're the East Side real estate team, Brian, we should probably talk about the East, East side, side communities and kind yeah. of get in depth. So um, if we talk about the East Side, Brian, kind of define for the listeners, what's the geography of the East Side? East of Lake Washington. Lake Washington is a big dividing uh, line between Seattle and Seattle uh, adjoining communities and the East Side and those adjoining communities. Yeah. So essentially from Lake Washington all the way out to the Cascades, right? North yep, End out yep, there. Yep. And then from a north-south perspective, uh, we kind of go up to Bothell. Yeah, Bothell. I mean, often I'm up, you know, Everett, Marysville. I mean, it, you go where the deals are, Lake Stevens. Lake Stevens. You know, so I think that's still considered east side. And then down south to probably Kent, Covington, maybe Auburn. Auburn, yep, yep. yep. But basically you draw a half circle from Lake Washington from those north and south communities. Right. And you get there. So what makes the east side so unique? You know, I think a lot of it is a little more uh, casual lifestyle. Um, schools, public safety, I think yep. those are the big draws. Yeah, we um, talked a little bit about yeah, that last bigger week. Bigger lots. If mm-hmm. people want a bigger lot, they're, they're more prevalent on the east side. And, and typically newer homes, there aren't terribly, uh, you know, very many older homes. If you like the old homes, although I live in a, a turn of the last century or previous century Yeah, farm home. property, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's that's the exception on the east side. So and I think so. that's kind of the unique proposition of the east side community. Yep. So we'll kind of break it down a little bit from north to south. So first off, kind of talk about Bothell. Bothell. Bothell um, is on the north end there and characterized by um, quiet, friendly neighborhoods, um, North Shore schools, terrific yep. schools, uh, median price range about six fifty. So pretty affordable. You can get a nice... You know, for six fifty, you can buy a pretty decent size home. Yep. So a lot of families are drawn there. Recently, and they revitalized the downtown area of Bothell. Bothell. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. They've and got a McMinimans down there. Yep. They've got a um, which is um, a great meeting place, right? Right. They've got like four or five different restaurants and bars mm-hmm. in the McMinimans there. And I get um, people looking to move uh, to Bothell because of that and the walkability. Yes. You know, there's uh, uh, the University of Washington campus That's there. That's right, Bothell. And mm-hmm. the home surrounding that, um, there's very walkable to the downtown area. Yeah, and Bothell's spread out 
Um, it's not right. just that downtown area. But as you go across the uh, 405, you get into more of a neighborhood kind of area. <laughs> the 405? Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> You're not from Southern California. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Give you a hard time. From 405. <laughs> so proceeding to the southeast, we have Woodenville. Woodenville. And Woodenville's a little more rural still. Um, you know, it's characterized by a pretty low-key lifestyle. Good shopping. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, some, uh, oh, and Mulbacks. Wine country, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, I forget how many, a ton of wineries have their tasting rooms there. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big-time uh, weekend uh, uh, go-to spot. What's the median price up there? Median price, 840000 Okay. I think something, too, you're typically looking at um, larger lots. So if you want right house on an acre, that's a good place to find it. Yeah, it would be less uh, compact, less of the, the strip neighborhoods, the right. kind of uh, right. suburbia for yep. Woodenville. All right. So, so going south, yep. Kirkland. Kirkland. Kirkland is on Lake Washington, and... It's a little bit older in nature. The west of Market area is one of the most desirable areas. Market Street is a dividing line between uh, um, uh, west well, of Market the, the, and east uh, of Market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And Old Kirkland. Old Kirkland is east of Market. And then okay. to the south of that is Houghton, which is one of the older neighborhoods up on the hillside overlooking the lake. So beautiful area there. I would say probably one of the most diverse in property styles because you've got up north in near right. Bothell is the Kirkland Fin Hill. Right. Right. So you've got 1970s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, and, I want to touch on Fin Hill yeah. uh, Juanita. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, they are some of the best values out there. Uh, most of that is Lake Washington School District to the north side is North Shore right. Schools. Right. So excellent schools and, you know, uh, convenient. I think one of the best buys around is that uh, Juanita Fin Hill area? Yeah, and it's interesting because so. the median home price in Kirkland's seven seventy five, <clears throat> and I think it represents a split between the two communities. And right. what I mean by that is, Old Kirkland is turn of the century homes, downtown right. Kirkland, right. Uh, and condos. And then you get up north, you've got nineteen sixties and seventies. Right. So it's got a real diverse mix of property styles and neighborhood styles. Well, and on that uh, Lake Washington Boulevard uh, along the lake there. Beautiful condos oh, man. and uh, heading up the hill, moving into single-family homes. If you like going for walks during sunset times yep. and seasons, uh, that Lake Washington Trail off Kirkland is, a, is fantastic. Yep. All and right. And east of that is Redmond. Redmond. Uh, Redmond. Uh, Microsoft Land. Yeah, Microsoft Land. In fact, one of my pet peeves is all the listings like uh, located Microsoft, granite counters, and it's like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> like the feature is yeah, the feature. Mi- it's Microsoft. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. Uh, but Redmond, you know, uh, the older neighborhood there, you'd look at uh, uh, Rose Hill. And okay. Rose Hill yep. is really uh, terrific because it's terrific location and a lot of uh, smaller homes. So uh, in terms of Redmond, pretty affordable. You don't need a, a big home. You want a nice Rambler. Um, um, that's a great place to look. And it's pretty central, right? Because Very central. from there you can yep. get to the 405. Yep. The 405, yeah. 842000 median price yeah. in uh, Redmond. Um, so, Dan, what's next on your list? So I was going to say, just to be uh, – Redmond kind of spans from Kirkland, and then you go east, and you actually go across the downtown Redmond right. and over to um, Education Hill right, and, and Hill. stuff like that. It's pretty wide and split up. And, right. uh, and uh, the downtown uh, Redmond area – They've done a lot of new... A lot of redevelopment there. used to have two one-way streets. Now it's yep. uh, multi-way. And it's actually created a really nice downtown area. Yeah, and the Redmond Town Center. Mm-hmm. you got that as well. So All right. So then, go. of course, there's the, the granddaddy, the big guy, uh, the Bellevue. Bellevue. So that's right. kind of like the epicenter. And when when folks are looking at the east side, right. Bellevue is probably the most popular and populist area. Right. And probably the largest footprint uh, yeah. geography wise because that spans from where Redmond and Kirkland end 
all the way across, you know, 520 down right. to I-90 and then a little bit further south of I-90. So if you're looking at a map and you're seeing that space, there's so many different styles right. of communities. And the downtown Bellevue area, since I've been here, I, I moved to Seattle in 93, and I believe now given the most recent activity in Seattle and Lake Union, but before that, before all that activity started, that downtown Bellevue area was growing and still is right. at such a high rate of new buildings, high rises, Neiman oh, Marcus, gosh. all the other squeezing you know, a new house in any sliver of a land it's land that yeah. you find. Yeah, yeah, and the median home price in Bellevue is eight hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Yep, yep. There's a lot of different communities so, there, and not really uh, um, touching on this much, but West Bellevue, uh, Clyde Hill, Medina, Hunts Point, yep. some of the. Very pricey uh, neighborhoods there. Yeah, I don't think you can cross the threshold without being in the $2 million price range. Oh, right, right. Yep. In yep. West Bellevue. So that would be, if you're looking at a downtown Bellevue yep. and you go towards the water until uh, you get to Mr. Gates' house, which is on Lake Washington <laughs> there in Medina, then yep. that is, uh, yeah, $2 million and on that. So, you know, something I've never figured out, you might shed some light on, Bellevue has terrific schools, but I rarely have a client seeking them out. They, you know, they're looking for Lake Washington, North Shore. Do you have many clients ask for Bellevue schools? You know, I think they're looking for good schools. And yeah. the big schools that kind of get called out are like Newport, Newport High, Newport High oh my, and yeah. then um, and Bellevue High School. So yep. Newport, Bellevue. But now Sammamish High School was, was now considered for Bellevue School District the flagship. Right. They have a great relationship with Microsoft, which is the campus is a stone's throw away. So um, people, buyers tend yeah. to kind of look towards that, whether they have kids or not, because the property values do follow right. it, uh, uh, the yep. need for education and there's a better a correlation. quality education. That's right. If you're going to pay property tax, you want it going to a, a school that's going to uh, benefit right. the community in a better way. Yep. Agreed. All right. So we're heading now from Bellevue across Lake Sammamish to the city of Sammamish. And uh, this is where Brian and I live. Yeah, we're prejudiced on this yeah. one. We could probably talk a lot about it, yeah. but we won't. But um, this is a bedroom community mm -hmm. at this point, which means uh, for the listener, that's you drive in, right? It, you're, right? Nobody's going to Sammamish for any purpose except for to live there. Right. And it's interesting, uh, you know, one of our uh, other radio personalities, uh, John Curley, talks about Sammamish is where you go to raise your kids and then leave. Leave. <laughs> it's right. like, well, I don't know that I, you know, that I see that a lot, but uh, um, it really has drawn a lot of uh a lot of families there, a lot yep. of tech workers. The recent report of Sammamish as the highest median household income in the, the United, United States. States. Yes. Yeah, do the math on that. So interesting thing is I like to, uh, I, one day we'll have this, is the, the north-south games. Because in Sammamish, yeah. because of how the plateau is structured, that's what we call it up there, <clears throat> is there's the 98074, that's the north. Right. And then the 98075, that's the south. south. So I think we should have the Sammamish, Sammamish games, and it should be north, feats south. of strengths, north-south. Yeah, yeah. That would be kind of cool. But the neighborhood configurations, the setups between the north and the south are very similar. Now, one yeah. thing in the north is Sahali. Right. So Sahali Golf and Country Club, it's uh, hosted uh, several Opens, yep. senior Opens. <clears throat> yep. Uh, beautiful course. And yep. they have a private community there where it's a gated community. And the homes there were kind of built in the 60s, 50s, 60s? No, 70s, 80s. 70s, 80s. They look, yeah, yeah like Late 50s. 70s. Um, that's that's relatively new. Yeah. So I guess that means Plateau Club is the South Golf Course. Okay, yeah. That's 9075. Yep. Plateau Club. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So um, median home price. This mm. one is kind of funny, 975000 Right. And I think we talked previously, uh, that's skewed somewhat by the new construction. It starts at about one point two. Yeah. So resales, you can start a nice home uh, about seven, 
750. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go under that, but it's a little more basic housing with new construction about 1.2. Wow. So that's really pushing that up. All right. So south of Sammamish uh, and east of Bellevue is Issaquah. Issaquah is uh, one of the older communities in the area and kind of dates back to uh, coal mining and right. lim- uh, uh, lumber. Lumber? Timber and Timber. coal mining. Yeah. Yep. Um, in fact, there's uh, coal mining, there's mine tours offered where you can go look at some of the historical sites. Well, that's cool. Uh, but it's, there's quite a history of uh, mining in the area. So they call it the Issaquah Alps in the Issaquah area. And right. you've got, uh, what is it, Tiger, Tiger Mountain, Mountain, Cougar Mountain, Mountain, and Squawk Mountain. Squawk. Yep. Not in that order. It's just nope. Tiger, Squawk, Cougar. The extensive hiking trails within minutes of the city. It's really Ooh, fabulous. You sound like an advertisement. I, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm selling this one. So mm-hmm. the median home price in Issaquah is uh, uh, six fifty nine. You've got Issaquah Highlands, which is some newer construction, newer properties. You've got Talus, and then you've got the Squawk Mountain. And then south of Squawk Mountain and Tiger Mountain, it's more rural. So there is a combination of both types of settings in the Issaquah area. And then? And then Newcastle. Wow, we're covering a lot of cities here. We are. What do you know about Newcastle? You know, I think of Newcastle as relatively rural for being as accessible as it is. I mean, a lot of homes... A lot of newer homes there, um, some nice condos there. Uh, Newcastle, what's the golf club? Newcastle uh, Golf Club. There you go. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So one of the things that I kind of break Newcastle into is if you pick, look at the map and you go south of Bellevue and you go uh, west of Issaquah, kind of, and maybe even north of Renton. So those little pockets is this little uh, town. And they've revitalized a town center there mm-hmm. recently. They've got a lot of new construction. They've got Newcastle Highlands, which are some higher-end homes and nicer community um, and commutable. It's yep. it's much closer uh, in to Bellevue and then Seattle. Short hop on the I-405. I-405. <laughs> Cole Creek Parkway to I-405. Yep. Sound like a traffic guy. All right. And then uh, further south is Renton. Beautiful downtown Renton. Beautiful. Well, downtown <laughs> Renton. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think of Renton as, as its roots in blue collar. So there's a lot of really affordable housing there. And a lot of nice newer construction. Well, and the the thing that's really nice about Renton is the Boeing plant is there. So right. the, all the 737s get built out of that plant. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. Right. And so that's where that working class came from because I know Boeing built a lot of housing, right. corporate housing in that area right. uh, to, to build the uh, in the, uh, what was it, the 30s and the 40s to build the airplanes. Right. So you've got um, a pretty wide space that is considered renton so your price per square or your average uh, median home price in renton is 495 495 so value that's definitely a little bit more value uh, more of a value more bang for your buck is renton that sounds good yeah so that concludes our real talk for today if you're interested in this and other topics we've covered in our real talk segment please check out our blog at the eastsiderealestateteam.com/blog you'd like to talk with us directly, we welcome your call with any of your real estate questions, concerns. Feel free to contact us at 425-200-4093. Thanks for listening. Up next, we'll be speaking with Gerald Betton of V3 in uh, Cryolex. He'll help us learn more about the power in your hands when it comes to your health and wellness. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth 
of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Does doing video for your business seem overwhelming? At Flying Gecko Productions, we make it easy to produce your videos. Whether it be video blogs or a video testimonial, we broadcast your best self. Flying Gecko has been putting together compelling videos for over 12 years. Videos that convert prospects to clients. To learn more, contact Greg at Flying Gecko at 206-412-4363 or visit our website at www.flyinggecko.com gecko.com do you have excess body fat that you wish was gone? Not happy with what you see in the mirror or maybe how you feel on the inside? Do you have low energy? Gerald Batten with B3 says that can end today. The decision is yours. Gerald with B3 motivates clients through uplifting spirit and attention to detail. Gerald has a degree in kinesiology and has changed lives all over the world through fitness knowledge and motivation. To learn more about what Gerald with B3 has to offer, call 206 Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk. You're listening uh, to Real Talk. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And our first guest, for the record, is Jarrell Baton. <laughs> Jarrell Sorry, Baton Jarrell. With B3. Jarrell graduated from Ohio State University with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. While Wait being a minute. from what university? Uh, it's Ohio State University. Ohio? Yeah. Oh. What? I thought it was Idaho. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the Ohio State. Okay. Okay. I get you. I feel you. Idaho State University with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Hey, credit well, where credit's due, dude. <laughs> where where he was also a D1 athlete, right? Decathlete. Jarrell owns a personal training company, B3. And is a bodybuilder as well. During his career, he has overcome seven knee surgeries. Sharing Whoa. with us his personal training philosophy is Jarrell Baton. Welcome to the show, Jarrell. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, when you're not uh, helping people. <laughs> when you're not having knee surgery. <laughs> knee surgery. <laughs> what are some of your hobbies and interests? Um, well, I don't have too much time for other things. Um, but quite a few things that I like to do um, has to do with kind of more of an artsy side. Um, really? Believe it or not, uh, one of my favorite things, believe it or not, is my wife and I on a road trip, we're blasting the music and we're singing. Yeah. You know, love to sing. Fun. Love drawing, art. Where know. do you like to road trip? We go to Oregon a lot. Um, yeah. we, we tend to visit all the local bodybuilding shows, uh, you know, network, meet new people around the area, see who's up and coming. And uh, from there, um, we were just in Oregon last week. And nice. uh, we went down, and we were actually stopped at a show in Olympia, and uh, then went down to Oregon. We like to see her family. She's down there, and uh, vice versa. We go up north or a little across the bridge, I mean, across the, the mountains to uh, Spokane. So like suggestion for you recently, since you went to Ohio, Idaho State mm -hmm. University, have you been to Montana? 
Yeah. We've competed at all awesome, the big sky schools. So some yeah. awesome, gra- yeah, that's some awesome road trips up there. Oh yeah. And I just had the uh, random uh, trip this summer to Glacier National Park, and it's just phenomenal. So it's an awesome road trip place. Cool. So we like to ask our guest about a fond memory in the home you grew up in. What do you got for us? All right. I grew up in Kirkland, so it's funny hearing you guys talk about <laughs> the Kirkland place. I know it very well. <laughs> and I uh, lived there since I was two. And I'd say probably one of my favorite memories in that house was something that kind of a tra- uh, tradition we used to do was we'd come up with just something that we want to eat, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always customizable. And we invite friends, family over, and we just go all out and just make as many of that as we can and then feast. And so uh, one of my childhood friends uh, taught me how to make sushi. Oh, really? So we'd, wow. you know, we'd make 30 sushi rolls. Wow. You know, and, uh, you know, or we would make uh, custom calzones and do that for a night with friends and family over. Yeah. That sounds That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So um, what got you into the health and fitness world? Well, it's a long story. Um, <laughs> well, we've me. got about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was 15, I, I happened to actually grow up obese <clears throat> and I uh, suffered with, you know, a little bit of depression and um, whatnot. And uh, a lot of my friends happened to, you know, start getting into talking to girls and stuff. And I had very low self-confidence. Wouldn't happen. Hmm. And I had my first crush. I was 15 years old and I asked her out and I got turned down. Uh-oh. My whole life turned around, and uh, from that point on, I told myself that I knew that I was a good person, mm. and I knew that it wasn't, you know, what I said or what I did. It was how the way that I looked, and so I wanted mm. to change that. And I didn't whine about it. I didn't do anything. I just went straight to the books, straight to the computer, started mm. doing research, how to lose weight, how to exercise, what to do, and I lost seventy pounds in three months. And oh then wow! Became hooked. It became my entire life, nothing but fitness every single day. And, you know, I'm going into high school. My friends don't recognize me. Mm-hmm. I randomly gained a little bit of athleticism and started playing. You know, I played sports all my life, but it's different when you're not carrying around a weight vest. When you're feeling good. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, my vertical increased like crazy. I all of a sudden couldn't touch the net to dunk to, oh, my God, wow. what's going on? And uh, that kind of just were me in the gym and working out, you know, became one. And uh, started growing up and up and up and up. And then, as I said, I grew up obese, and I went to Idaho State as a decathlete. And uh, I was ranked 11th in the nation at one point when I was in Arizona. And it was, uh, you know, a lot of battles and stuff. But fitness and health has is, is gotten me to where I am today, for sure. That's great. So what are some of the struggles you've had uh, with your knee? You mentioned that earlier. What's Ooh, uh, what haven't I struggled with yeah. with my knee? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've had 70 surgeries on my uh, left knee. It started in high school uh, with basketball. I was just playing uh, one-on-one mm. in PE mm-hmm. um, with one of my buddies. I landed on his foot, and my knee popped. Ooh, ouch. And uh, that, that's how it started, and it wasn't too, uh, too big of a deal. I healed. I know I got my surgery, rehab strong, came mm-hmm. back stronger. You know, I actually, my first three or four surgeries, each one I came back stronger and faster and able to jump higher. It was odd. Um, but then as I went on, it started going backwards, right? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, started, um, you know, surgery after this, surgery after this. Okay, let's take out more of the meniscus. Okay, now you have no meniscus. Let's mm. go, you know. And then it's, it's a little bit different when you're, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in school for free, you know. And, yeah. and then track is year-round and you're expected so much. But at the same time, like, you want to give it your all. Like, I, like, I know how much value it is to have school free, you know. So 
I would do anything that it took to be able to keep that. To get know? back to yeah. health so that you can keep competing. Yeah, just, just stay strong. And sometimes, you know, it, 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 that's what also hindered me, you know. And I'd come back, you know, too fast or too hard or wanting it mm. because I can outwork a lot of people. Mm. And it just came to snapping, snapping, snapping. Mm. And then I was at indoor conference in uh, and, uh, northern Arizona, and I was high jumping, and my leg finally gave, and mm. my knee snapped, and it was uh, a pretty bad, pretty big deal. And I had to be on uh, crutches and a wheelchair for a year. For a year. Yeah, nine months. Yeah, Jeez. nine months. I was in a, uh, I was uh, on a waiting list for a cadaver. So to answer your question, knee replacement. No replacement. <clears throat> I had a transplant. <clears throat> oh wow! So I actually have a cadaver's knee. Wow. Yeah, and there's a lot of complications with that. The doctor said that I'd have disability my li- my whole life, and me and running and me and athletics wouldn't you know wouldn't be a thing. So how long ago was that? That was five years ago now. Five mm-hmm. years ago, four years ago, about four and a half. And so from that time moving forward, that was nine months to nine heal from months, that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nine now, months. What motivated you? What kept you going? Um, at that time, I mean, once again, it was a really hard time in my life. Uh, but we're, what's always kept me going is is myself. You know, mm. I mean, mm. I had doctors telling me, you know, this and that. You know, you have outside sources, your mom telling you this, you know. But I wasn't going to let any of that happen. You know, I'm too young. I've worked too hard to achieve the things that I have. And I went to work five days after my transplant. Oh, wow. I, I took my pills, dumped them down the toilet. One of my best friends moved here to help me. Hmm. He moved here back with me from Idaho to hmm. help me because I couldn't walk, couldn't do anything. And he took me to the gym. We went to the gym every single day, five days after my surgery. Jeez. Wow. And I just started working upper body. We would come up with exercises. I, I graduated with a kinesiology degree. I learned a couple things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Hope> so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so coming up with exercises when I'm sitting on a bench, we're balancing my leg up on this, you know, doing all, all kinds of things. And slowly I started healing you know really really fast and i mean to this date you know fast forward i've achieved every single thing that the doctors claimed that i would never Uh, you know i've hit the weights i've wanted to lift at 250 pounds i've even done a standing backflip on the ground like now yeah i'm 250 pounds right now yeah wow (laughs) incredible (laughs) so bodybuilding um yeah why why are you bodybuilding now bodybuilding now because i guess as I told you, when I my my fitness journey started with me just wanting to lose weight at first, and that happened. Then I became an athlete, and I wanted to be the best athlete. So actually, most of my years when I've been in the gym working out every day has not been to necessarily grow muscle, even though you do grow. I've been training to be a better athlete. Hmm. I want to be faster. I want to be stronger, mm-hmm. you know, than my opponents. I want to jump higher. All those things to help me with. You know, with my sport as a decathlete, you got to be well-rounded. You can't just have speed. You got to have endurance. You got to, you know, be all over the place. Hmm. And once that kind of got taken away from me, there's no way. Like, you can't take an athlete out of an athlete, you know. What can I push for? What can I do? Yeah. You know, I can lift weights comfortably and never get hurt ever. Let me just Hmm. focus onto this as hard as I have in other things Hmm. and see where it can take me. And I've fallen in love with it. You know, my wife's a professional bodybuilder, so that helps, you know, motivate you a little yeah. bit, <laughs> you know, to try and catch up to that level. Right, right. Um, but, you know, I feel like I'm pretty close. And, I, and if I keep working at it, uh, you know, I'm thinking this 2020 year is going to be the year that I turn pro and continue on with bodybuilding. Hmm. So you have this business, B3. Correct. 
And B3 is where you help others kind of take what you've learned and become more fit, more competitive. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about the philosophy there. So B3 stands for Build Better Bodies. Um, We created that and believe in that because that's what it takes. You have to build what it is that you want with your physique. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take magic, whatever magic pill you think is going to do what. If you don't eat correctly, if you don't train correctly and know how to do it, you're not going to build the way that you want. And that's why it's so important. So we take our training and it's different because it's we're knowledge based, you know, experience based, not just what a book says or this and spent so many years seeing what works for us, seeing what works for others, you know, with training and Mm -hmm. to get up, you know, to get other people where they want all ages. You know, we have 70 year olds. We, you know, I've worked with second graders. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Everyone has their own spot. Awesome. Hmm. So you specialize in teaching mind-body connection while training. What is that? So what I, how I like to explain it is from an outsider's perspective, as a personal trainer, right, you can correct form, right? You can say, ah, oh, your knees are tracking forward. <clears throat> let's, let's push the glutes back, right? But what you can't see is what muscles are, are dominating the lift. And I actually like to use like a lat pull down as a good example. If from an outsider's perspective, you know, your chest could be elevated. You can be pulling, right? And then you'll someone will be done with a set. You're like, oh, my biceps are killing me. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, your biceps should be your secondary movers, not your lats. But it looked mm-hmm. perfect, right? Right. So it's, you know, it's hitting the muscles. It's telling people where to pull from, what to contract and how to, you know, getting them and set up yeah. in correct body positions to, therefore, you are using your buys very, very minimal, and therefore, you're pulling from your last muscle you want to, which is the big, you know, the big muscle that you want to try and grow. Yeah, so when you think about it, you go to a gym, right, there's all the equipment, whether you do free weights or you do a system, whatever it is, you have no idea what kind of feedback you should be getting, mm-hmm. and that's the benefit of having somebody like yourself who's experienced it, who can then also say, tell me what you're feeling, yeah. and then put, put that, that mental feel... Um, you know, I, I do CrossFit. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was a choir geek in high school, not an athlete, yep. not something that I did. But what, one of the things that I've found in when you get to high intensity in, and weight training, there's more mental game. Oh, for sure. More mental. Oh game yeah. Than <laughs> just, just going out there and, and lifting something heavy, Yep. you know, and, um, it keeps me sharp and it's, it's something, I mean, Monday, we had a great workout, and um, I came home and got ready and left, and I hadn't even had a cup of coffee. I mean, I got up at like 5 in the morning to go work out, and it was like 9, 9.30 before I was like, oh, maybe I should have a cup of coffee. And I think that's because of the firing of the, you know, the brain and the synapses and the, and the endorphins you get from working out. Um, it's a great, I mean, that, that mental aspect is, yep. it's, it's, you shouldn't overlook it, because especially in a, in a demanding job, demanding position, you need to be able to be at your best mentally. And the exercise brings that balance. And the energy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so who would be your ideal client? My ideal client, um, I'm glad you asked this because uh, a lot of people think that I only work with bodybuilders. I mean, people see my Instagram and stuff and they're like, oh, like you only work with intense athletes or something. That's not true at all. My The most, probably the category that I have most worked with when it comes to clients is probably older women between 45 to 70, mm-hmm. you know? Hmm. And it, I, I work, I've, you know, I've worked with a, a basketball club training 
uh, second and third graders up through high school, you know, of all, you know, uh, boys and girls, you know, each individual team, select teams. And my ideal client is anyone, anyone that wants to change their life and put in the work. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's mm-hmm. the hardest part is anyone put can say that they want something, but it's something to be, it's different to be told something and actually do it. Oh, that's great. How do our listeners get a hold of you? Um, Instagram, uh, my phone, uh, Jarrell underscore Baton, and then my phone number is 206-755-2058, and you can DM me, text me, call me anytime, and we can talk. Awesome. That's Thank great. you for coming in, Jarrell. Thank Thanks you. for sharing your story. We appreciate it. All right. After the break, we're going to have Greg Summers-Harville of Flying Gecko Productions, and Greg's going to be talking about Flying Gecko Productions and how it helps broadcast your passion. Please come back and see us after the break. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Does doing video for your business seem overwhelming? At Flying Gecko Productions, we make it easy to produce your videos. Whether it be video blogs or a video testimonial, we broadcast your best self. Flying Gecko has been putting together compelling videos for over 12 years. Videos that convert prospects to clients. To learn more, contact Greg at Flying Gecko at 206-412-4363 or visit our website at www.flyinggecko.com. Echo.com. Do you have excess body fat that you wish was gone? Not happy with what you see in the mirror or maybe how you feel on the inside? Do you have low energy? Gerald Batten with B3 says that can end today. The decision is yours. Gerald with B3 motivates clients through uplifting spirit and attention to detail. Gerald has a degree in kinesiology and has changed lives all over the world through fitness knowledge and motivation. To learn more about what Gerald with B3 has to offer, call 206 Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our next guest is Greg Summers-Haravel with Flying Gecko Productions. Hailing out of Seattle, Greg combines his background in science and film to create a unique perspective in his productions. He has been producing and directing projects since 2003. His most recent production, Divine Shadow, a 14-episode web series, has won several awards, including Best Director, Best Web Series. Greg recently joined the Japanese Memorial Pilgrimages in 2018 and has been to several pilgrimages to eight of the 10 WRA incarceration sites in the past two years. He feels truly inspired by the experiences and stories that uh, have been shared and fortunate to be part of of filming such an important project. Greg is passionate about empowering others. 
This can be seen in his filmmaking on and off screen, as well as his other pursuits. When he is not filming, he teaches traditional Hayashi Hashito Ryu Karate at the Northwest School of Karate. He uses this discipline to serve those who have experienced domestic abuse or sexual assault. Let's welcome Greg to the show. So, Greg, yes. tell us, what do you do when you're not uh, doing all that other stuff? <laughs> <laughs> do you have time for hobbies? Uh, no, not really. You don't, yeah? You know, well, you know, I feel blessed that my hobbies are my jobs, basically. Right on. It's, you know... I, I watch science fiction all the time because I like to watch movies, and so I get to produce those things. And, and there you go. You know. What do they say? Find something you love to do for a living and never work a day in your life? That's right. right? Yeah. And we got two people like that in here today. <laughs> well, four, right? Four. Brian and I both. That's right. And um, I think that's overwhelming. Uh, but then let's change that question a little sure. bit. And um, when you're not doing those things, are there places you like to visit around uh, Seattle? Uh you know, I generally when I'm going out, I like to just go to a nice restaurant and I like to experiment oh, when you I have the opportunity, especially sushi, because honestly, I feel that Seattle sushi sometimes is wanting. So I'm always mm. on the trying to on the hunt. So where's your fave? On the what's your top top of your list now? Uh, you know, there isn't one right now. That's yeah. the problem. Oh. Yeah. Well, so there's that a was challenge. Weird, uh, there's a throwdown, Seattle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Zushi. We usually go up to Vancouver. Zushi in uh, Issaquah? I have not been there. A little, it's it. a little strip mall, mom and pop place, real uh, wasabi, the real deal. Oh. It's the only place I've found that doesn't Zushi. serve fake wasabi. Z? Zushi with a Zushi. Z? Z, Z? Sushi, but with a Z. Okay, I'm going to yeah. try that. Yeah, yeah give it a shot. Yeah. We're always trying to find something that we can really... Brought to you go. by Z Sushi. That was not planned. I just love the real deal um, um, wasabi yeah. instead of the fake stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So um, also because this is a real estate related show, we like sure. to ask our guests about the home they grew up in. It's a fond memory. We got the holidays coming around the corner. Um, got any fond memories you can share with us? Uh, fond memories. So I, I grew up in Spokane Valley. Uh, and I think probably what I really enjoyed about that is next to our house, there was this kind of alleyway that was just overgrown with like tumbleweeds and things like that. And so I'd always go out there and like make these tumbleweed forts, Oh, <laughs> you know, and I just, I don't know, as a kid, I just loved doing that. Like, you know, I'd hide in there like no one can see me. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. So, tumbleweed forts. Yeah. So that was kind of my thing. I love to do stuff like that. <laughs> that's awesome. So what is Flying Gecko Productions? Uh, Flying Gecko Productions is a, a full service production house. So basically, if you have an idea for a video, we can make it happen. Uh, if you need script writing, basically from beginning to end, we can do the whole thing. Script writing, pre-production, mm. production, post, and then all the editing and post. Okay, so um, give me a scope of the projects that you can do. <laughs> uh, so probably, I guess, our smallest would mm -hmm. be, we have what's called video by the hour. So basically, it's it's for people to do video blogs who don't want to do it themselves. Gotcha. Because uh, that can be kind of a pain. Not mm -hmm. everyone wants to learn the technical aspects of it. So we just go in for an hour, set up, bang out, you know, three or four. Mm -hmm. Kind of depends on the person. I have a a personal organizer who can do like 16 in an hour. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. She's mm. a machine. So you have a studio? <laughs> uh, usually I do it on site. Oh, okay. Um, so on site, you set up a thing, take take an hour. Yeah cut a bunch of stuff, and then the production company also edits that and Yeah, so it. usually, so for a video blog, we're not really doing a lot of editing. It's really just kind of chopping off the, the ends, and okay. then we put in some graphics and whatnot to make it branded. 
Okay. And then just throw that up. So and that's then, that's the small end. What's the other end? <laughs> on, on the other end, so you mentioned before, Divine Shadow, uh, that's a web series we produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 14 episodes. Each episode's about 12 minutes long. So that took us six months of production. Mm. Uh, it was wow. an amazing project. I think we had over 150 people involved in that project. So, How can somebody find that? Uh, they can find it on, um, uh, if they go to divineshadowseries.com, Okay. That'll lead them to, I'll be able to look where at it's that. being hosted. Yeah. 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 It's a it combines all my loves, right? It's a martial arts drama. <laughs> you know, awesome. A, uh, a teen girl mysteriously develops superhuman strength while protecting her sister and then finds herself imperiled in a secret battle of good versus evil. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. There you go. She got her black belt six months before we started filming. So oh. the fight scenes are pretty sweet. Pretty good. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So why does a business owner uh, need video? Well, it's the twenty first century. <laughs> so point, yeah. you know <laughs> obvious question you know yeah. clay tablets don't work anymore to get no, your message out yeah. there so we all got to be doing video uh, i'm fortunate that's that's what i do i can mm-hmm. just slap a bunch of videos on my site that i've done and i'm good to go but everyone needs to put something up hmm. um what is the most common the most common are either the video blog uh or the video testimonial oh okay uh, hmm. and i think both of those are valuable and have their own uh own piece of importance, right? The testimonial tells people what it's like, what the experience is to say work with Dan, right? Mm -hmm. This is what it's like to work with Dan through the eyes of people who worked with you. So you don't have to sit there and Mm. go, I'm awesome, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, good point I mean, I do that. but (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you have other people saying, you know, that you're awesome and why. Mm -hmm. So they tell the why. the video blogs, on the other hand, that gives you a chance not only to share your expertise, but to share your personality. Because mm-hmm. uh, that, with the advent of social media and all that coming out, it's no longer this, here's my professional face and here's my personal face. They've mm-hmm. kind of merged. Yeah, interesting. And well, so, t- people do business with people that they know and like. Right. right? No and like and trust in this builds up. No like and trust. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I think that when you look at a, a video profile... Uh, the technology where we've come to, you know, at, at, at one point it was like, it's got to be high production. It's got to look professional. Now I think it's got to look authentic. Like real. Right. Authentic. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what are three tips uh, for individuals that are thinking of getting started with video for their business? So three tips. And usually I think of this in terms of doing your own, like doing a video blog or, or whatnot. Um, so the first thing is people think they can wing it. And many people can't because you're talking about what you know. Yeah. Like, oh, I can just totally wing this. The problem is the second you get in front of that camera, you're now visualizing that. a million people watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your message is gone, right? So it's always good to start with a script. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be complicated. Something simple. Video blogs don't need to be more than like a minute or two. Right. You know, and then start with the script and practice. Practice, mm. practice, practice. Uh, I, you guys mentioned at the beginning of the show, smile when you talk, right? Right. If you practice, then you can start to do these right. things, like put in the smile, put in the, the happy face. Think about talking to that one person that you're always excited to talk to, mm. right, yeah. when you're presenting. And that way that'll come in when you're recording your blog. Yeah. So um, I always recommend to businesses, individuals that are in business like this that want to do that, is to find a Toastmasters group. Mm-hmm. That's a public speaking. It's an international organization. It's going to give you screen time or stage time. And essentially, it takes that time on task over time to get comfortable. 
Because it is. It's different. You you flip on the switch and yeah, wow. <laughs> your brain shuts down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even I, when I do video blogs, I have a, a small series on how to feel comfortable in front of camera. I had a producer come in mm-hmm. just to work with me so that I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to sit there and try to do, think of all this on my own and, and present yeah. just on yeah. my own. And sometimes it's authentic to fail forward. I mean, we, we don't do this show perfect all the time. I know people might think that. <laughs> <on our stages. laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Always. Yeah. So what makes a captivating or compelling video? I would say the number one thing is passion. Hmm. Uh, people want to know why you do what you do. Right? And if they understand your why and connect with it, a lot of people, I think they want to be mm. like, I can work with anybody and everybody. And it's true, but there's still an optimum. And what that's going to be is personality. Yeah. Right. I mean, we all know there's a lot of realtors out there. There's a few. <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> right? So why are they going to choose to work with you? And it's like, okay, well, hey, I do CrossFit too. So we can, you know, nerd out or nerd look out. at houses, yeah. right? You know, whatever it is, whatever small detail it is that personal connection. Yeah. So if you can tell them the passion and you can tell them the why, they're going to want to work with you. So how, how does your process work? How does my process work? So usually we do an intake where we just get together. We talk about, you know, what are you trying to accomplish with the video? I ask you some questions about, you know, who's your audience? And, and similar questions we're asking here, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to drill down to what is that fundamental why that we want to put into this video? Excellent. So what is uh, what uh, differentiates Flying Gecko? How do you stand out from the competition? Yeah, I always struggle with that question. And that's because I, I have a lot of colleagues I have a lot of respect for. And I feel like we're, we're all just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all qualified. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's it, always been a very difficult question for me. But I would say what the feedback I've received from people that I've worked with is where I really come in strong is being able to help people feel relaxed and comfortable in front of camera so they can open up, hmm. especially for things like testimonials and interviews. Share that passion. Yeah, they can, they can get to that emotional space instead of like, there's a camera and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things, I, we have some, some time here and I wanted to dig into this as a separate topic, mm-hmm. but you had mentioned that, that um, you recently joined the Japanese Memorial Pilgrimage. Yes. So, why did you do that? Why is it, why is it important to you? Um, oh, that's such a great question. And, you, and you're, <laughs> you're basically creating video content for the, the journey? So is that? Yeah, so basically my producer, um, she and a friend of hers founded uh, this Japanese-American memorial pilgrimages. Uh, so not everyone knows that in World War II, Japanese-Americans on the West Coast were basically Intern. shipped and incarcerated into mm-hmm. these camps. Uh, lost everything, most of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of them did not. Um, so it's a, it's a very important part of our history mm-hmm. that needs to be shared. Um, and they're still alive to share the stories. So mm-hmm. while they're still alive, we... You know, Document we, it while you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there were some great stories. Some are really dark, mm-hmm. you know, and one gentleman that we encountered at uh, Jerome Rohr in Arkansas he didn't remember this until he went to the pilgrimage. And this is oh, why wow. we do it at the pilgrimage, because wow. it sparks memories. He was mm-hmm. like telling us a story where he stumbled across someone who had committed suicide. Oh, right? wow. I mean, that's, of course, the dark side mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another one of this kid. He was five when he was in the camp. Mm. And, you know, they had guard towers and everything. And he, it's the middle of the night, and he has to go to the bathroom. So he's like, he comes out of his barracks, and he starts 
run over there, and the spotlight shines on. Oh, and he like looks up and he sees him, and he thinks they're lighting his way. So he like waves and smiles. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh, and just saunters on to the bathroom, right? Because he's five. He doesn't know. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's it's important to catch the whole story because right. you know there's dark parts of it, there's positive parts of it, and and the people there. I mean, even now, the majority of them, at least the ones we meet on the pilgrimage, tend to be very, uh, very optimistic and grateful for everything they have. Hmm. You know, it didn't it didn't break them. Wow. Uh, and that's and you know, and their family, especially their grandchildren, are now in this curious state of like, what happened? Why did this happen? How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Hmm. Uh, and they're. It's amazing when you get the grandparents and the grandkids. Yeah. You can't say no to your grandkids, right? So right. they start telling all the stories in front oh, of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. I recently <laughs> heard that the Puyallup Fairgrounds were a staging point. Yes, yes, uh, that I was an assembly area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So it's, it's here. That's, yeah, that's it was a big thing. Something. Bainbridge was the first yeah. the first place where they got shipped. Now, isn't there a museum in Seattle, Masai, uh, that uh, um, has artifacts and tells a lot of the story? I believe so. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there is. Yeah, interesting. So, um, lastly, yes. Divine Shadows. You're working Shadow. on uh, ep- season two, is that right? Yes, we're, we're writing season two. We're looking for funding. Um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey doing that show. Hmm. Uh, just the cast are super amazing to work with. I mean, we put season one together on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I basically told everyone, no, we're not doing a pilot. We're doing a whole series. Uh-huh. Hmm. We have no money. So, you know, here's your gas money. Thank you so much for helping Thanks. us out. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just, Have I mean, a, they yeah. stepped up. And it's, you know, we've got a, a great director of photography who was like, yeah, let's let's do this. And some, some beautiful shots. And like I said, the fight scenes are, they're just a lot of fun to watch. Hmm. Um, cool. Ray, she's, she's just brilliant. You know, she was 17, I think, when we, hmm. we cast her and just got her black belt six months before we started shooting. So she just, she's nice. in it. So tell our listeners how they can reach you. Uh, you can reach me uh, phone 206-412-4363 uh, or uh, through my website, uh, www.flyinggecko.com. And that's uh, Flying Gecko with one G in the middle. Got it. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Remember that this and other segments of our show are available to watch at your YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Eastside Real Estate Team. If you're interested in learning more from these or future guests, join us after the break for some final thoughts and something fun to do this holiday. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time home buyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
Feeling disorganized? Do you have trouble finding things in your home or feel overwhelmed when you open a drawer in the kitchen? Does your house add unnecessary stress to your already busy life? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, the professional organizers from Born to Organize would love to help. Born to Organize specializes in general home organizing, downsizing, home sale preparation, and move-in assistance. Unlike other organizing businesses, we also have a full-time licensed carpenter to assist with larger system installations and handyman projects. In as little as one visit, Born to Organize can help eliminate stress and anxiety in your life by utilizing an individualized approach with each client that includes decluttering and creation of simple systems within your home. Born to Organize serves Snohomish County, King County, and is available to travel throughout the United States on a per-project basis. Jamie Bourne and her team of organizers are simplification experts and love nothing more than making a house feel like a home. Please visit our website at b-o-u-r-n-e the number two o-r-g-a-n-i-z-e dot com. You can also call us at 650-274-4308 or email Jamie at born2organize at gmail.com. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Talk on 1150 KKNW. Uh, now, I'm no meteorologist, but it looks like it's going to be a really nice it's sunset here. gorgeous out there. <laughs> the sun is about to go down. There's some super wispy clouds. We've got a really cool studio spot. It's, uh, it, we do. It, I think that's why our our show today was so good. <laughs> Two go. great guests and a fantastic view. You can't beat it. Well, um, we have some final thoughts. Brian, what do you got? You know, I'm just thinking about our segment where we talked about the cities on the east side. That's such a uh, high-level uh, survey. Yeah. I was going to say there's so much more that we welcome your calls to talk about this in depth. And really, uh, one of the things that Dan and I love to do uh, with a new client starting to look for a home is sit down and have a face-to-face interview where we really go into some depth about what, what you want. How do we help you achieve your real estate goals? And so we welcome the opportunity to uh, have that conversation and talk about what would really help you fulfill your dream of home ownership. Yeah, we covered uh, a pretty big area in 15 in, minutes. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah very there's high so level. much more depth. There's so much more local uh, um, stuff available. And like Brian always says, it's it's uh, always a good time to buy, right? Oh, it's a great time to yeah. buy. Rates are down. So I've got a shout-out today for a listener in beautiful San Francisco. Nathan, hope you're having a good day, bud. <laughs> well, hope it gets better. Hope it gets better. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know it's bad. I just wanted to say shout-out to Nathan. Right on. Yeah. All right, so we have an um, awesome event that's kicking off here in the middle of November as the holidays are right around the corner. You may want to get the kids out to see Dasher and Blitzen at Swanson's Holiday Nursery, the Reindeer Festival. And I think they do a Reindeer Festival in Issaquah as well. They do. So this one here is it's going to be mid-November through December 24th. Santa Workshop, all kinds of fun things. You get to meet the reindeer, presentations, and it's from 11 a.m., to 4 p.m. Yeah. Rain Reindeer selfie. selfie. Yeah, you that'll go. be fun. I want that. <laughs> so for more information, go to swansonnursery.com or go to Cougar, what is it, Cougar uh, Mountain? The zoo. Cougar Mountain Zoo. zoo. Both yeah. of them have reindeer. Maybe they're the backup and the, the A-team. Who knows? I don't know. I'll Different reindeers. Out. All right. That concludes our show this week. want to especially thank our guests, Gerald and Greg, for taking the time to speak with us. 
It was a great show. Thank you all for listening. Before we go, Dan found this quote. Yes, uh, my family is full of readers. So a house or a home without books is a body without a soul. That's by Marcus Tilius Circio. Cicero. Cicero? Thanks for listening. (laughs)